Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Here, 
and then we'll begin our discussion. Mr. Malunga posted this on Facebook, everybody, and this is what captured my attention, and I said, we need to have a conversation with this man. All right, everybody, when I do this, it's because I'm reading. Let me read this, and I quote, I do not understand why he liked me so much. I do not understand how it all happened, but I became his friend and his son. He was there for me in happiness and sadness. When I lost a member of my family in 2015, he was there for me. He was with us both at the church service and burial. He even asked me to bring my nieces who lost their father to his home for lunch a few days later. KK had a heart. Wow, that, that's very huge. A big heart. I loved him in life and will love him in death. My OM. Samalunga, my first question to you is, where did all, where did all this start with you? Can you tell us about that first moment you met Dr. Kamumba, Dr. Kaunda, sorry. Take, take your time. I'm sorry. Oh, get yourself together, man. I, um, I think I was uh, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. 19 or 20? I, I, no, I think uh, I think I was 19 years old. Uh, you know, my dad was a was a Baptist uh, pastor. Yes. And um, you know, there was the official opening of the Baptist Theological Seminar, uh, Seminary in Lusaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad wasn't there. He was uh, traveling around the world. I think at that point he was uh, he was in Texas actually. Okay. And uh, the, at the official opening, I, I I went out there with with my mother, and I was outside with uh, some American kids, friends of mine, you know, from the missionary circle. And uh, Dr. Kaunda opened officially opened the uh, uh, the institution, mm. and was meeting all these people uh, inside. Uh, when he walked out. Uh, I can even remember uh, he was wearing a sort of beige uh, safari. Mm. You know, I mean, you looked at the man and you just melted because, uh, you know, till the end, uh, his smile smile was really captivating. And uh, that's when I met him and uh, we shook hands. Um, He asked me my name. Yeah, I told him I'm Wayne Malunga. He said, "Oh, is that your mother I met inside?" Uh, I said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> I said, "Yes, sir." I'm very pleased to meet you. And he went on to shake the other uh, kids and you know the white kids, and they were so excited, you know, telling me we're not washing our hands today. <laughs> we're not washing our hands today. So yeah, uh, that was the first time, and uh, I think. Uh, about the on, only time I, uh, you know, because shortly after I uh, I left for the United States, I I, I went to school there. I was mm-hmm. in California, and while there, um, I saw 
something, you know, we didn't have Google those days. Hey, you, we had the index card, you know. The, so I would look at the international news and I saw something uh, that he had said. So I wrote him a letter uh, wow. using the, those airmail air phones. Yeah, uh, the ones we used to call. That's, that's, that's right. Uh, sorry, I'm still wiping out my tears. That's yeah, okay. But I'm well, glad that's okay. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, so I wrote him a letter and thought, well, you know, he's the president, so you know, he may not even read this thing. And letters to the U.S. used to take about two weeks. So I think it was like a month later, mm. I get this, uh, this airmail uh, letter, and when I open it, it's got the State House uh, symbol, yeah. you know, up at, yeah, say, so what is this? That one was from, uh, I think he was, his name was Jordan Mukanta. He was the principal private secretary mm -hmm. for KK at, uh, at State House. He said, uh, the president has uh, received your letter and, uh, you know, he will get back to you. And, you know, he's uh, studying your, your letter. I said, whoa. What was the contents of your letter? What did you write? Uh, I just, uh, you know, I just appreciated uh, his stand on, on, on global issues and what he had said. You know, we were at the, this is 1974 now, mm -hmm. and we were at the height of the, of, of the struggle. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was, he had a visit to the United States uh, uh, coming up uh, the, fo the following year, because, you know, uh, in the United States at that time, uh, in fact, I arrived in the U.S. just when Richard Nixon uh, was resigning. So okay. we, had Gerald, we had Gerald Ford uh, in there, and uh, KK was scheduled to come uh, to, to meet um, President Ford. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and shortly after that, I, uh, I, I got a reply uh, from him. Uh, very nice letter. It's, it's somewhere, because I've moved quite a around the region and, and the world so uh, you know it's somewhere um, and uh, you know it was a nicely typed letter with his signature at top appreciating uh, you know my letter and uh, mm. these you know I'm greatly humbled and so forth so I, I responded and uh, much later you know he also wrote me back and you know in the US so you know that was the the, the you know, the get going kind of thing. Yes. Then uh, when I returned from the United States, uh, as you know, I was uh, at Colgate Pomole for, for, yes. for many years and we, we were involved in, uh, you know, apart from, you know, the uh, soaps and detergents and toothpaste and all that, we, we had a great community um, action uh, pro program mm -hmm. uh, where we, you know, education, health, sports. And, uh, you know, he, he was a sportsman. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I had no idea he was following what we were doing and uh, what we were doing in the in the community. So uh, then we started meeting at the trade fair, and uh, you know from then on, you know it went on and on. Then I found myself at State House. Uh, if I had visitors from from headquarters in New York, and uh, you know they asked me if they could meet the the president, I would call up. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I would call State House, Dominique Mlaisho, uh, sorry, Mr. Mapoma, uh, yeah. he was special assistant uh, economy at, at that time, and they'll say, oh, no, bring them, bring them, you know. 
uh, I'll charter an aircraft, we fly to Osaka and uh, have breakfast with you. So these guys from New York thought, wow, this kid, <laughs> you know? So, uh, and then from then we began to, to bond. I remember one particular incident. You remember the, the uh, Mamba, uh, oh uh, yeah, the, that, that football match, the, the, the picture you are showing there. Uh-huh. Uh, Prime Minister Kevin Sokotwani had appointed me to, to a special committee to, uh, to fundraise uh, for the rebuilding of the um, uh, Deg Hammarskjöld Stadium. Oh yes, Deg Hammarskjöld Stadium, yeah. Yes. So, so this, was, that, but, that looks like a power dynamo shit. Yeah, no, this was the KK11, uh, you know, kits. You oh, know, okay. they, yeah, and that particular strip I'm wearing there was uh-huh. actually the one that Godfrey Chitalo wore. Whoa. Yeah, both shirt and, and, and short. You know, there's they shirt number 10 at, at the back there. So this, match, this was a fundraising match between what, who and who? Yeah. What, what I did is, uh, you know, I suggested it. That, you know, we were with Andy Mazoka. Yeah. Yes. Andy Mazoka. We had Ernest Mate, uh, George Semwinga, who he was vice chancellor at uh, CBU at the time. And, uh, you know, some other uh, noted people. And, uh, you know, I suggested, hey, why don't we put a game together and let KK be the ref? Uh, this guy said, ah, yeah, great idea. So I contacted uh, Wesley Kaunda. Uh-huh. Uh, he was Minister of State Home Affairs, and I, I uh, suggested that to him, um, to Major Wesley. And uh, he thought it would be great. Uh, so I said, well, why don't we play the parliamentarians, you know, a cabinet and parliamentarians versus the DAG 11? Which, oh wow! You know, was the committee and uh, yeah, so uh, you, you know we organised that. We had his uniforms. Uh, somebody in the UK donated them. Uh, they, were, they were flown uh, to Lusaka, and we had two matches. One at Woodland Stadium, which was live both on radio and television, and, and the second the match, where, where? Yeah, yeah, and then that was because I was uh, the skipper. I was the captain of the. Uh, Deg 11, and as I was walking, Dennis said to me, we knew each other quite well. He said, Iwemfana, your kit jamino avara, your shirt jamino avara, and you can go to Chitalo. You know, that shirt you're wearing has been worn by the greatest player, go to Chitalo. I said, yeah, you know, we won that match. And uh, the second one, we played uh, at uh, Power Dynamo Stadium, at the Davis Stadium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We won, and I, I scored a goal. The interesting thing about that match was that uh, I, uh, you know, I had received the ball, and like I was a meter into my own heart, uh, half, turned around and was now heading f- for the uh, opposition's goal. And I had the, the whistle blow. blow. So, and then I look at the ref, KK, he's got a yellow card up there and he's, <laughs> he's blowing me for offside. And, uh, you know, in frustration, I kicked the, uh, I kicked the ball uh, and, you know, the yellow card came out. <laughs> and uh, later after the match, uh, I went to him, I said, uh, it's a great honor to receive a yellow card from you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, then one other interesting thing was, uh, you remember the coup of, uh, the attempted coup? By Luchembe. Uh, by, by Mamba Luchembe, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I lived in Ndola, not too far from the, from the presidential guest house. So somebody called me, you know, in the early hours of the morning that this had happened. And my uh, lawyer, Lloyd uh, Siame, lived mm -hmm. just next to, so I called him up. He said, you know, what, what's happening? Is there anything happening? So I was really concerned. Uh, in the morning until Secretary General of the party, Grace Zulu, yes. the nation, because it was fair time, if you remember, it was straight mm -hmm. fair time. He was in Indola then. So later I, I drove uh, to the trade fair and I was at the stand and then we were told that because, you know, uh, he had arrived late, uh, he wouldn't visit many stands. But okay. as he was walking, he, he saw me and then he jumped over to me, you know, my young man, how, how are you? Which is what he called me up to, you know, uh, now. Mm. And uh, how are you? I, I said, I'm fine. So I took him around, greeted my staff uh, and so forth. I thought to myself, wow, I mean, this man was going straight there. He saw me and he came. Yeah, he came so back, yeah. yeah, and it was just building like that. I want you to tell the story. Uh, I read this also on one of your posts where he asked you to postpone the game because he wanted to attend Champion of Champions, yes. one of the games. Yes, yes. What, what, what had happened then is that the week before, Mm -hmm. I was at I was at State House, you know, we had had breakfast together, um, and uh, as I was as I was leaving, he said to me, uh, "We we are meeting on uh, on uh, this weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah." I, yeah. I said, uh, "How we?" He said, uh, "Yeah, um, you know the the the, the football match, mm. you know, we sponsor at the Colgate Champion of Champions," and uh, I said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, so I'll, we'll see you then." So when the weekend came, I was uh, I had flown to Lusaka. I was at the Intercontinental uh, on a on a Friday. Yes. Now at night, I get a call. All, both teams were, were were already in Lusaka. I get a call, and this gentleman identifies himself. He's from State House, and uh, the president would like to watch the match. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, tomorrow he has uh, a delegation from Algeria that he has to meet. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, is there anything that you can do? Uh, because by the time the meeting finishes, it will be too late. I said, uh, please tell him that uh, I'll, I'll fix it up, leave it up to me. And then immediately I called uh, the FAZ uh, executives, uh, the reps, and uh, the, um, the both teams. Yes. They came to my room and I told them what, they, what had happened and suggested to them that we move the football match to uh, to Monday, uh, I mean to Sunday instead Sunday. of uh, uh, Saturday, yeah. And they all agreed and, uh, you know, they loved the man, they knew he loved football. And then they said, but, you know, what are we going to say? And I said, just leave it up to me. <laughs> I don't know how to say. So you know, I called the press and put out a statement, called all my friends at the newspapers as well and television and uh, said that, uh, um, because most people, this is the biggest cup final yes. in the in the land. It is the grand finale to the well, season. Yeah. Well, we want many people to watch, and uh, most people will be working half day and and so forth, and uh, some from the copper belt. Uh, so we we will move the match to uh, to Sunday, and uh, it went down well. And uh, uh, Sunday, you know, I, well, I called back uh, status and I said, uh, tell the president that, that it's done. <laughs> it's, it's on Sunday. They were grateful. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, they asked for a speech, so I drafted a speech. I knew, you know, KK's language. Mm. You know, the few speeches that I've written, even post-presidency, yeah, for, for him. So, you know, I uh, I wrote a speech and uh, Telex did. You remember the days of the Telex? Yes. I yes. Sent it there and uh, he showed up the next day and, uh, you know, once we met, he says, I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful. Then he, he told me again about the delegation that he had to meet. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a great game, and uh, he gave a beautiful speech afterwards. Ed leaving that. Uh, Who won uh, that match? Sorry. Who won that match? It was in three uh, rounds, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 They beat in Kana. Ah, sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. Roger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Mr. Malunga, before we, we we have a few minutes here before we talk to Dr. Mumba, one thing mm-hmm. I know not you 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 followed dr kaunda's foreign policy and uh in in the event we did was that wednesday night our time here one thing i observed as a young child just thinking to myself i'm like this man is so valued human life valued relationships talk about his uh is foreign policy from the liberation point of view what, what was it with kk and a man oppressing another man yeah to understand kk's foreign policy mm. you have to go back uh to the to the independence struggle you have to go back to his upbringing you have to go back to the philosophy of humanism and you have to go back to scripture. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. You know, the young men in, in the Bible uh, asked uh, Jesus, who is my neighbor? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you read that passage of scripture, lots of things, you know, come up in, in that question and in, in Jesus' uh, answer because yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and even in the Good Samaritan story, there's a tribal issue that comes up in there, you know, the Samaritan and, uh, and, and the Jew. So, uh, you know, KK, you know, didn't want all that. So his foreign policy was already conceived before independence. Uh, you know, broadly, you know, uh, he pledged to support those uh, that were fighting for freedom and uh, self-determination. He pledged to cooperate uh, with all independent countries, irrespective mm-hmm. of their social uh, systems. Uh, we pursued a policy of non-alignment, uh, a policy of good uh, neighborliness, and we supported, um, you know, we were committed members of the United Nations, the Organization for African Unity, um, you know, and uh, the Commonwealth and the, the regional grouping, starting with what was called the Mulungushi Club, which was Kenya, Tanzania, I mean, Zambia, Tanzania, and Uganda. Mm-hmm. Obote Nyerere and Kaunda were a force to reckon with, not only on this continent, or in the world. You know, they were true Pan-Africanists, and they desired to have the entire continent uh, free. And KK abhorred oppression of men by men anywhere uh, in in the world. So um, that's what we did. And if you look at what he did, Mm -hmm. not only uh, in in this region, you know, that's that's a well-talked-about story. 
if you look at North, North Africa, for example, the, pro the problem uh, in um, Western Sahara, yes. he shuttled between Algeria, Morocco, meeting uh, Muammar Gaddafi somewhere in the desert trying to sort out the, uh, that situation. The Palestine, uh, the Palestinian uh, struggle was at the heart of, of President Kaunda. You know Arafat came to, to Zambia yes. quite a bit, he was a good I friend. We yeah. stood with the Palestinian people and now they, you know, we don't seem to talk about them anymore. Uh, we stood with, uh, we, we, with uh, the, uh, uh, the problem, there was a problem by the way, shortly after independence, you know, before we clocked one year, mm -hmm. KK was being asked to uh, mediate in a problem between Somalia uh, and Kenya. Um, and he laid out some co conditions there, you know. Uh, both parties had to be willing, you know, and accept him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's a, the proper mediation kind of things he put in place. And when I was studying that, I said, my goodness, this man. But I wasn't surprised because my big brother, Venon Manga, told me, he said, you know, that KK knew his foreign policy and diplomacy extremely well. Yes, and not only, on the, not only on this continent. And he, did, he didn't fear anybody. He's one person that could hold himself on any stage, anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world. You remember the Russian, uh, the Soviet Union invasion of Czechoslovakia? Yes. When that, ha when that happened, he was actually in Northern Zambia, he was in Nakonde. And the statement that he issued there, he blasted the Soviet Union like, like nobody's business. Uh, you know, and the Soviet Union, we were very good friends. Shortly mm -hmm. after independence, you know, with the, the struggle happening, they gave us $200 million worth of military equipment. Oh, you, wow. you know, they was the first also to uh, put an embassy uh, in, in, in Lusaka. So we were good friends, but he didn't hold it back. Mm -hmm. On Viet in Vietnam, he spoke very strongly against the, the war in, in, in Vietnam. Uh, if you talk about, uh, you know, had he been president when Russia invaded Crimea, you would have had to. <laughs> yeah, it's had, true. There, there was nothing that happened globally that KK didn't get involved. But very quickly, Mr. Malunga, this point, I'm sure you've seen that video by Julius, is that what his name is, Malema. There is no South Africa, there's no democracy in South Africa without KK. That's Julius Malema. Your comment on that? You know, regardless of what people say about Julius Malema, mm. when it comes to uh, Pan-Africanism and understanding the role of Zambia in the struggle, you know, he towers above even some heads of state because he understands the, 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 the sacrifice that Kenneth Kaunda and Zambia made. This country, you know, I, I, I was saying at another forum yesterday that, uh, you know, people uh, go and say, uh, Zambia was you know, should have been like Singapore and, you know, but, you know, he wrecked the economy and so forth. They do not look at the external circumstances. Julius yes. Malema understands it. Mm. Nobody now talks about pan-Africanism after Gaddafi, you know, uh, after mm -hmm. KK, and then Gaddafi was uh, eliminated. Nobody's talking 
about real African unity. Oh, yes, I remember you, that. You know, mm. you know, that generation of, uh, uh, of Mali's Keita Sekoture, of, of Guinea, Nkrumah, of Ghana, Kaunda, of Zambia, Nyerere, of Tanzania, that generation, the Pan-Africanists, you know, their history. Mm. Their history. Mm. What what we have now is is you know is a leadership on the continent that's really about me and my country. I know. I so know. you know, I I in, in fact I did post on Facebook and I uploaded Julius uh, Malema for that comment. Mm. Amazing. Finally, as we conclude, um, I want everybody to see this. Um, okay. <laughs> that. Let's see. Okay, the picture. Is the this picture. the anti-climax of the generation? Is this a smother of the last flame that had burnt this nation into existence by our father, Dr. Kenneth David Kaunda? Maybe he was not, as he is subjectively remembered for, a father of a nation, but maybe. He was the nation. Never so often we become what we fight for, what we are ready to die for, what our dreams learn to perceive as ultimate reality. And KK, everything about him was Zambia. He was the resurrection of a once incarcerated northern Rhodesia. And whilst in his old age, we can argue of his effectiveness to the nation as we reminisce on the shadows of what was a gallant, energetic and pragmatic man in his youth. But there is an unexplainable security of having the grand old tree bowing its shed before you as a son's fortune. There is peace in knowing you have a 97-year-old pot of wisdom you can feed your mind on. There is beauty in being able to refer in the flesh to the one man who can tell the history of our freedom. Today, we may be forced to put his body to rest, but his story will forever blossom from the ground he called home. We shall celebrate him every time we speak of freedom, each time we call for unity, every time this nation in its youth seeks guidance we shall remember. Remember in glory the hero without a case, the soldier armed with love and the spirit of millions. We shall remember our superhero, our old man. One Zambia, one nation. Okay. It is at this. All right. Um, Mr. Malunga, just hang in there. Uh, okay. Let's let's bring in Dr. Mumba here and uh, share some thoughts. The, the, even Dr. Mumba, the reason I brought him here is because of what he also posted on Facebook. 
<laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, not long, I think just before we came on the on the show, uh -huh. I posted two I posted two videos of uh, Dr. Mumba uh, when I visited his home uh, in uh, 2014. I was doing uh, tributes for KK's 19th yes, birthday. Yes, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I, wow. I reposted them. He had some powerful things to say and a prophetic word wow. given to him uh, by KK okay. at, uh, at, at Walter Fitzgerald's funeral. Yeah, so uh, I posted that as wow. well. Wow. Dr. Mumba, welcome. Thank I you for joining you. Yeah. Yes, uh, thank you so much, Nathan. Always such a pleasure to join you. And uh, to my brother, when good, thank you so much for your kind comments. I think that um, what you have shared today is just so profound, so profound. It gives a totally different aspect of Kenneth Kaunda mm. that many people do not really talk about. It's all about the big things, but it's the small things yeah. that make the big people that we talk about. Thank that's you so true. much for that revealing um, you know, and informative stuff. Yeah, that, that, that's very true, Dr. Mumba. And you see, like I'm saying to everybody watching and those on the radio show, on the radio part is, that's the reason I brought the two of you here, because of the personal posts that you made on Facebook. Uh, for everybody who might not know, uh, Dr. Mumba is one of our friends of this radio show. He believes in this. He's been here, Roger, how many times? This is his 19th time. So please don't even have that concept of, we are not bringing him here because, because he's MMD president. Dr. Mumba is a friend of this show. Uh, Dr. Mumba, you posted a very lengthy post. I read it like uh, being a student that you always encouraged me to be. I read it like five, six times, Dr. Amalunga, and I tried to break it down. Uh, you say, I want you to respond to this. You say in your post, the, we have not just lost a political figure, but for you, you have lost a father. Mm. You've lost a father. You talk about your family life upbringing at Luwa Mission, uh, where the two families, I think, lived within, uh, what do you call it, within the same proximity. Um, so talk about the Chinsali scenario, which most of us may not have a clue or know about. Wow, thank you so much. Um, I think this is, um, it is so true that for me, I never thought that um, the death of Kenneth Kaunda mm. would shake me because he's such a huge figure, you know. Um, deaths of presidents and former presidents are usually institutional events. Yes. You go there, you're talking about economic growth, you're talking about other things, but really not to connect that he was a human being who was married, had children and had relations that were intimate. Um, and so this death is more than an institutional development for me. This is truly family um, because he has intervened in my life from the time I was eight years old. So mm. my life has been in interaction with him, his family, and his presidency in my later years. As I grew up, I met him when I was eight years old. Well, I had met him earlier, but I was too young to figure out. But at eight years old, uh, when my father 
wanted to introduce me to him officially. And you must understand, I said, I think in that post, uh, Dr. Kaunda, as president, used to come to Chinsali to Luba Mission every Christmas. Okay. It was a, a religious commitment that he had made. Every Christmas, he worshipped at Luba Mission Church, which was his father's church. Yes. So all of us in Chinsali knew that even if we had trouble, meeting Dr. Kaunda at Christmas time, it was going to be ours. Mm -hmm. And uh, therefore, we waited for December, and he spent there several days. If he's not busy, he spent as long as a week in Chinsali. Mm -hmm. That's when he met everybody, the family, the relatives, and everyone came around at Shambhalakale. So it was during one of those moments that after a Sunday service, that my father held me by the hand and said, uh, I want to take you somewhere. And we went behind the church and President Kaunda was just walking out of church and he called him and he said, Kenneth, because that's what he used to call him when they used to call each other by the first name. Kenneth, I want to introduce you to, to, to my boy. And uh, so he turns around and I remember exactly what he said. When he looked at me straight in my eyes, he said, Chipombolo, Chipombolozana, Akulapeni. You know, so I was really touched that this guy knew who he was talking about. Chipombolozana, Mm. So then he placed his handkerchief on my head and said, And those were the words of introducing myself to Kenneth Kawunda. And truly, uh, at different times, um, he has come into my life. But let me stay more with Chinsali. Um, our home was about 45 minutes walk from Shambhalakale yes. Farm. Uh, so we would spend weekends there. And uh, it is true, and I try to attempt to put it in one of my books, but I try, no, I tried not to say too much about these issues because I didn't want to be, you know, too out there and put the information out there. But his mother, Helen, is the one really who blessed me for political office. Um, oh, wow. And I was very young, very young. I think I was 12 years old when, he, when she called for my mother to come and bring me. And then uh, we were supposed to be blessed together with, uh, I don't know which, which son of KK it was, but when she started to bless us, the, the son of KK ran away and went to play. So she said, don't worry. So that's how we ran away. I don't want to mention the name. Okay. So that's when she blessed us, and she truly um, spoke words that I'll always treasure in my life. And... Uh, and I think that connection um, made, made me realize that my mother and the Kaunda family, my father and the Kaunda family had something special going. Yes. Later on, my mother told me in my old age that during the struggle for independence, um, our home was a stopover point for Dr. Kaunda. And uh, at one point, which some people were not aware, he had an infection on the head where he had sores in the head. Mm -hmm. and. Um, really dripping and, and it was really terrible. He had to retreat for six months. My mother tells me he was in our home and my mother, you know, uh, worked on his wounds the whole time mm. until he was healed and he was able to go back there. And I think because of that, Dr. Kenneth Kaunda was very um, attached to our family. When my father died, he was there for us. He's the one who sent the plane. He couldn't travel that time because my father died, uh, um, yeah, well, I, uh, when he died, 
Dr. Kaunda decided to send his wife, Betty Kaunda, because he couldn't travel. So he organized a plane and they flew all the way to Chinsali uh, for the burial of uh, my father. And even my brother, uh, my, my, my brother, uh, when he died, mm -hmm. uh, another plane was sent, uh, Obed, the firstborn. And therefore, I was noticing all these things that were really happening. But the most important thing for him yeah. that really amazes me is his capacity to remember people and talk to them at length. Uh, without and when you sit with him, he starts to tell you a personal story about you um, oh. and about your father. And he would tell me about my father. He used to call my father Chigaga. I don't know the nickname they used to call each other. So I I I want to agree with my brother Winegood on what he said. He said there is something about this man um, that makes him unique because mm. and if you are going to understand him and he was so right if you want to understand kenneth kaunda you've got to go all the way back to his father to luba mission and to mm. him being a son of the reverend because wow. that scripture of love your neighbor as you love yourself some of us thought he used to use it for political reasons you yes. know man north man south man west man east all those mm. mantras, we used to think it was all about politics. No, it humanism. Was humanism. Yes. As much as we, 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 we opposed him on humanism, his understanding was man is the center of all activity. I mean, God created man in his own image, and if you can't be good to man, you cannot mm. be able to be good to God. That was his thinking. But, you know, the fact that when he goes into his faith, he did not only proclaim faith, that was his life. That's and that's right. why the struggle for independence for Zambia and for the region was a natural act for him. Mm -hmm. It was not like he was trying to do some political game to, to, to win favor with anybody. That's who he is. And uh, therefore, I think that um, it is that that I noticed, I noticed in his life. So mm -hmm. from Chinsali, he's a person that also taught me something that when it came to development, he came to Sinsali and talked about how we could work together with government. But he never over-invested in Sinsali. And one day I asked him, I said, why? He said, you see, nervous when you become president, it's not about you know, just your tribe and your village. Mm -hmm. I'm not president of the Republic of Zambia. What I put in Southern province, I must put something here in Northern Province, but I must also put something in Eastern Province. And that, Zambians, a lot of Zambians, uh, I mean, not Zambians, a lot of Chinsalians did not like him. What is this? Are you there? Yes. Oh, there's something else came on the screen, okay. I know. Dr. Yeah. Lumba, let me, let me, sorry to cut you short, let me go to something that you, 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 you allude to in your write-up. You said, when you when you were going into into when you decided to officially make that move to get engaged politically, although you had been engaged politically, you were commenting and all that. Uh, you said he encouraged you and said Christian values are what this country needs. Can you comment on that? Yeah, now when I look back, I, I don't see any contradiction in what he said to who he was. 
Mm. Um, he truly believed to govern Zambia, you needed to have a very strong Christian base because he had actually created a Christian base in this country. And if you notice, whenever it, ha- it came to make a speech, he never made a speech devoid of Christian reference. No. And um, it was not for politics. That's how he made all of us, you know, believe we were Christians. And I, 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 in another interview, I made it very clear. I said, look, we, we commend Dr. Chiluva for declaring Zambia as a Christian nation, and yes. rightly so. But we forget that all that President Chiluva did was to declare Zambia a Christian nation. But how do you declare a nation that is not Christian Christian? That's it is because Kenneth Kaunda, mm. Kenneth Kaunda prepared this country on the anvil of Christianity to the extent that when President Chiluva became president, he looked around and he said, this is a Christian country. Therefore, I declare it so that it is a Christian nation. And we don't give much credit to Dr. Kenneth Kaunda on the declaration of Zambia as a Christian nation. So when he told me that never, don't look back, Mm. Don't even feel challenged by those who are saying a pastor cannot be involved in politics. He said, who then should govern this country if people like yourself do not? That's why in 2001, when they were asking him who, who that he would recommend to be voted for, who does he endorse? I was one of those who endorsed me as his son. And uh, he said, um, of course, my son, my son, Tirienji. Mm. But not forgetting the young nervous. Don't forget him at all. So I thought that he was saying that because he knew that I was coming on the political scene with the Christian faith. So yes. that's how I understood it. I didn't think it was very different from what he believed. The other thing that you, you, say, you state in your write-up is that, and I quote, the character of our late president has forever been engraved into the culture of our nation. What is this character you talk about when you say it has been engraved into our nation? There are certain things that Kenneth Kaunda stood on. First of all, he stood on the principle of, of peace. Yes. Peace, um, and when you, when you consider how he managed this peace, he had many moments he was provoked. We were provoked as a country. But he always placed what the repercussion would be if he went to war, for instance. Which mm. president would sit back and have a South, South Africa or Zimbabwean army come and bomb State House? And he folds his arms and says, I'm not going to hit back. Because if I hit back, these you know, freedom fighters that are here, the battle will escalate and will not be able to handle it. Most of his trips, as Kenneth Kaunda told us there, during the time of liberation, most of the trips he made, he made them in order to fight, to look for peace, to fight for peace. And therefore, that peace that we enjoy today looks like um, an accident, but somebody inculcated it into our character that we would opt for peace instead of war. And we may be losing that now because violence is now coming back uh, to try to see what it can do amongst us. But the engraving of peace is strong. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Those mm. scriptures that he constantly quoted created us to create a one Zambia, one nation, where he did not care what tribe you were, mm-hmm. but he considered you a Zambian with equal right to the opportunities that Zambia presented. 
it also has its base um, it also has its base in um, in his faith yeah. in the scriptures that's really where that faith um, uh, uh, that philosophy of peace and the philosophy of love they both come from the scriptures so today we are called a peaceful nation yes because we decided to embrace the spirit of peace and therefore we are in a place there where we can celebrate his life and say it has been engraved in the very culture of our nation excellent i want you to talk about that moment you see there you with kk where was that what was happening there oh sorry you you were breaking up no that was um during one of the elections um, where Dr. Kenneth Kaunda and I voted from the same polling station. Okay. And uh, when I was there, I received a phone call that uh, the first president is coming. Coming. That's at, uh, where is this? This is um, in Woodlands, uh, Woodlands Basic School there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I waited for him to come after I voted. And now it was for him to vote. So I, well, I received him at the polling station. Were you standing that time? No, I was not standing this time. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to find out whether you whispered something <laughs> to him and say, I'm voting for the vote. No problem, but you didn't, I, I didn't think I needed to whisper that to him. Yeah, okay. I know. I, I totally understand. You're um, quite biased. <laughs> when... when yeah. During the transition to, to multi-party politics, before he signed the whatever repealing the one-party state thing, you That's mentioned awful. that he called you to pray with him or to. Could you talk about that? Yes, um, I hope I'm, I'm being heard well because you are Yes, you are. Up, yes, you are. I know there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of delay. Um, that was yeah. uh -huh. A monumental. Can you, yeah, a monumental point in my life. Uh, I was having a crusade in Woodlands Stadium. I was a very young evangelist uh, when uh, um, Mr. Majema came. I think that's his name. Uh, came to the stadium after the crusade. As I was praying for the sick, he waited. And then he whispered to me, he was the secretary to cabinet yes. at that time. He whispered to me and said, uh, the president would like to have an audience with you tomorrow. Um, he didn't say for what. And I said, no problem. Who says no to a president? So at nine o'clock the following morning, I went there and I think I went with Jeston, Pastor Jeston Katere. Uh, I'm sure I did. Um, and then we went to State House and um, they ushered us in. And um, then finally, they ushered me in to be with him, just the two of us, in his office. Mm. Um, I think that changed my life because I was not sure what he wanted. Then he looked straight in my eyes and said, I know you're a young man, but I've been following your crusade ever since you started. And I think that this time, it will be a good thing for us to pray together because I'm about to make a, a major decision. And I want for you to pray for, with me. And, you know, in my youthful zeal, I, instead of just starting to pray, I started to quote the scripture of the rich young ruler uh, to him. And asked that, I told that 
the end of that um, uh, short homily, I asked him if he was willing to pray to receive Christ before we could discuss anything else. Because I didn't know by that time whether he had prayed with anybody. Uh, I, know, I know he was UCZ, but you know, we were, you know, the Pentecostal view was that we needed to pray with anybody we met to make sure they, 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 they received Christ in the manner that we, we did. And, and he walked away from his chair, we mm-hmm. came around and where I was, and then I thought he was going to sit where I was. He knelt down. So I, I stood up. And I was very scared now that this was too big, but I was happy that, um, you know, this was not happening for you of everybody. So we prayed, and he repeated the prayer after me. Then after that, he sat down, and I said, he told me about the multi-party decision that he was making, that he wants to repeal, he's going to repeal Article Number 4 and revert to uh, multi-partism as it was before. And it's a, it's a big decision because it means that, you know, I have to let the country go to the polls. The people are asking for it. It's in the interest of the nation that we do what the people want. And that's how he cut his stay in office by two years and called for an election. And for me, I, as, a, as leader of the movement for multi-party democracy mm. that, um, you know, uh, tells the story that we brought multi-partism in this country, I think that we don't tell half the story. Because we needed to find a willing partner. President Chiluba needed to find a willing partner to say, yes, yes I'll, I'll make it happen. Because if Dr. Kaunda had refused to sign the repeal of Article Number 4, That's he right. would still have been president for another two years. Who knows? The scenario on the wind would have slowed down, and UNIP would still be in power today, like in, in Tanzania, like in Zimbabwe. It would have been the same. But because Kenneth Kaunda cared for the Zambians, and he said, I don't want any atrocities, any violence, I'm going to let what they want happen. So I prayed for him. I said, Lord, give you grace and give you strength. So that to me was a very monumental uh, point in my life. It's a moment I refer to as uh, a moment of growth and development for me and appreciation for his humility Mm -hmm. and his love for the nation. Because really, on that day, I knew that this man was selfless, and like we were viewing him from the outside as a dictator who wants to hold on to power and wants to brutalize others, that singular experience made me realize this man was different. Uh, Some other presidents in the region had refused to do what he did. We are where we are in terms of democracy, because MMD found a willing partner to get that done. Yes, sir. Well said. Well said. Dr. Mumba, as we wind up our discussion here, um, Dr. Kaunda will be put to rest on the 7th. Is that a Wednesday or Tuesday? I, I'm still not figuring out the exact day. Um, there's going to be a funeral, I believe, at the National Stadium. Um, About your service. Yes. Um, how, <laughs> how, how, from your perspective, uh, Mr. Malunga, I want you to join us here as we wind up. How should we? I, I, I know it's a, you see, I'll say this before you respond. When I was asked to participate in the virtual memorial service that we did from this end, and they asked me to do something, I'll tell you this as my pastor, my mentor. I have never had so 
so much pressure and stress on me to say, how do I memorize, memorialize Dr. Kaunda in five minutes? That was so how do you work? How do I do a tribute to Dr. Kaunda in three, five minutes? That, that was too much pressure for me. <laughs> and uh, I said yeah. that to ask you to say... That's rightly so. Yes. Um, how should we remember, from your personal point of view, how do you want us to remember Dr. Kaunda as we wind up? And the same question to Mr. Malunga. But first, Dr. Mumba, how should we remember Dr. Kaunda? I think let me use the same words I used in the beginning. Um, we shall remember him as a man who believed in the word of God, but also lived by the word of God. Okay, mm. Faith without works is dead. Dr. Kenneth Kaunda achieved the fact that you can preach something and become the embodiment of the message you preach. When he said, love your neighbor as mm -hmm. you love yourself, it characterized his entire life. Wow. His whole life was about living for others. This is why, and allow me to conclude in this way, mm -hmm. this is why when answering this question from somebody, this is why this man has been mourned in the manner that no other former president or sitting president on the continent of Africa has been mourned to the extent that countries in the region declared days of national mourning, something totally unheard of, mm -hmm. and it was across the board. The presidents that came to see, I mean, to give him the farewell, deservedly, they came against the fact that COVID-19 is at its height in Zambia, at the risk of their own lives. So I think they came not because of anything, but here is the man who preached the message and lived the message. That's right. And therefore, the challenge to all of us that remain is that we should quantify our words and add weight to what we say so that faith and confidence and belief can carry our lives. That the day God is going to call us home, people will come and salute us for being men and women of our words. So KK lived what he preached. That's right. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. He got the independence for Zambia and went out to his neighbors and helped them get the independence at the cost of close to $20 billion to this country. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. actually affected his term of office because our economy struggled a lot because we invested so much in other countries getting their freedom, looking after them, and ensuring that they had a future, which they do now have mm. in South Africa, in Zimbabwe, and the surrounding countries. So he's a man who lived by the word he preached. And to me, I'll always remember and honor him for that. Yes. Uh, Mr. Malunga, under one minute, how would you like us to remember Dr. Kaunda? I know it's a... Uh, how would you like us to remember Dr. Kaunda? He was uh, a towering figure on this planet, mm. uh, a, lib a liberator, statesman, 
uh, as Doc said, a man of faith. And, uh, you know, I concur 100% with everything that Dr. Mumba ha has said. You, you know, he was a man of faith. I prayed uh, several times uh, with him. And, uh, you know, the, the, the first time after I came back to Zambia, we mm -hmm. prayed at, at his office. Uh, you know, uh, I said, sir, we are leaving now. I'd like to pray for you. I was with my wife, Grace. And we knelt down and he said, he, he just said, because he said, you know, he had a problem with his knees. So at that point, he couldn't, he couldn't kneel down. So we held hands and, and we prayed. I, uh, I prayed. And uh, when I said amen, he, he, looked, he was looking at me with tears streaming down his cheeks. Wow. And, he said, and he said, my young man, prayer is very important. Never yeah. cease to pray. So mm -hmm. all the time that I would go to visit him at, at his home, we would watch football together, eat, and, and uh, all of you know, he, oh, before I leave, he always said, my young man, you know, prayer is very important. And finally, um, on, on, on his belief and trust in God, which is why I'm sure where he is right now mm. uh, in glory. I, uh, we had spent a whole day together, and uh, there were some people from uh, the Adventists uh, who were coming because, you know, to the Angie is Adventist, and they were coming to uh, have fellowship with him. Yeah. But I had remained, I had remained at uh, Kawesha's house. So when I came down, I left something in, in, in his house. And I walked in uh, to pick up uh, a book or something. And as I was leaving, the, 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 the group in there, they were singing uh, a hymn. He loved hymns. And I stood there and I, I felt, oof, you know, you know we, we call it the anointing. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, they were singing that old, uh, that, that old him and the chorus, you know, I am coming, Lord, mm. coming home to thee. And I, I could hear his baritone, you, you know, over everybody else. And it's only now that it registers, you, mm. you know, that, uh, you know, he was saying something to to himself and to all of us, really. That's right. That's right. Mm. And, thank uh, you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, and, and Doc, uh, thank you so much for that for that tribute and uh oh i'm so grateful so yeah. grateful well mr winegood malunga dr nevers mumba thank you so much for sharing your personal moments and helping us to understand the personal aspect of dr kawunda wow what a man what a man and by the way before we we wind up the discussion here uh, Dr. Mumba, thank you. Well, good. I never met Dr. Kaunda as president. I met him when he was out of office. When he was mm -hmm. under house arrest, Dr. Mumba is the one who took me along with him to visit uh, our president. Everybody, that was our show today. Next week, I'll be talking to John Sangwa to postpone or not to postpone the election. That's not meant for Dr. Mumba to respond. That's the title of our discussion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me check out because now it's becoming personal. Thank you so much, Nathan, and everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. To postpone Thank or not you. to postpone the election next Saturday, <laughs> join us. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. It's been great. Mm -hmm.
Pastor Mumba and um, the wine good. I never said his name right. I, I was him. I was also saying I hope I do not butcher his name on the air. I hope I yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Some great great stories uh, people yes. had with uh, uh, <laughs> you see Roger two seconds you see. I thought it was important for us to understand that part of Dr. Kaunda, you know? Yeah. Because we always looked at him as this, you know... It, it, it was not a human being. That's what I'm no, it's about. like he was not... <laughs> <laughs> it was not a human being. Yeah. All, All right. You thank said you. it. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, Francis is here, I can see him. Uh, please put on your video and coming, Dr. Kasoto. Um, put on your video coming. Uh, today, Francis, African time. <laughs> I know, right? I I can say that to him is my bululu. Francis. a man of God. How are you, sir? I can't wait to hear what you guys have to draw. Bye, Bernard. <laughs> Hello, are you on the mute? Stand on your thing. Uh, we, we, we need Francis to be, to, uh, every one of you to be on continuous duty. Uh, okay. You can't hide, come, hide, come. We need you. You're you right. Yeah. Uh, are you able to join us? Um, uh, yeah, I am here, and I don't know why you can't hear me, but I can clearly hear myself through the, the, the broadcast. Oh, now I can hear you. Yeah, now I can hear you. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that is the brother Bennett in, uh, is in, are you in London or somewhere yeah. in the UK? London, London. Oh, London, okay. London. Everyone, everyone who lives in the UK lives in London. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. People think oh. every, every African is, uh, is a Nigerian. Is well, a Nigerian, yes. Yeah. What's wrong with people? Come out and give a give a speech 
uh, he needs to show that he's not just he's not just going to be a Tonga president. He's going to be a president of all Zambians. Um, the last the last mistake they make in the last cycle election cycle was allow the PF to define him. They they truly defined him. Mm-hmm. They said he was a uh, he was a Tonga a tribalist. Uh, he was a Satanist. He's a traitor because he sold the mines. And then the P the uh, UPND never counted when it came to that. And I, I I thought then and I still think now that it is still a mistake. So the president has to come out. The UPND president has to come out, be ahead of the game, and give a very big speech, a very, very big speech on one Zambia, one nation. He can show he's a businessman. He can show he employs people from uh, every... Okay, we'll, 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 we'll go to the element. We'll go to the yes. element. Why, yes, why I think it should come out. It should come out. And, and this has been his, uh, not his strong suit. Uh, he keeps quiet. They don't respond. And, and, you know, in politics, if you don't respond, when, when they hear somebody say something, people listen. And then they look to you to respond. If you don't respond in their mind, it's true. So I think he, he really has to come out. Before President Lungu says something, he should come out. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, and unequivocally true that he should come out. Because this is not only an elephant in the room. It's an elephant in the whole country. And uh, one thing which I'm, I must say that I've always had the ambivalence with is the fact that uh, UPND is not good at reacting to certain stories very quickly. Uh, they let things simmer on. And you know, they say lies will make the way uh, the way halfway around the world before the truth catches up. Now we cannot be waiting for the truth to catch up once the lies have gone forth, like what is happening right now. It's really something not unacceptable. So the president, he has to, there's no no way he can not come out. And he has to first of all, he has to tell us where he stands. From his originality, his friends. Okay, those, those, those are elements, like I said to yeah. Those are elements. Yeah. But I like what you just said, the way you are coming. He must come out. I, I, I think, I mean, some of us, we are, we are supporters of his, we are supporters of UPND. I think from here, we are going to make it very, very strong to the guys who run this campaign. The president has to come out and give a speech. Uh, on, on yes, finally, like also on the, on, 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 the, on the same issue, uh, uh, President HH needs to come out and give a very very critical speech. You look at some of the elements which will be there. Everyone has got his. I've got mine. It's at one hundred pages. Go ahead, Wakato. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for uh, inviting me to participate in this important topic, uh, pre-election. Uh, I used to see the name Francis Combe. And I thought it was related to one of the gentlemen who taught me economics at uh, undergraduate level in that college. Yeah, but uh, but his appearance has suggested he's not. So I will not respect the name as if it's my professor. 
I will look at it. I will look at it as just a gentleman with a beard. So you will just take in five minutes. Well, of your thank time. you very much. Introducing Mr. Kumbu. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. I, I am trying to say thank you very much. I can't thank you, Roger. But I think there is genius in keeping quiet about the topic of tribalism so far, uh, because what we have seen here is, uh, for example, uh, the tribal talk. Uh, um, President Haka in the Ichilema, he's running against President Lungu. President Lungu, he is not the one speaking these tribalistic remarks and trying to characterize him as that. He is using his surrogate. So I think that what we should push at this hour also is to the use of surrogate. But I think it's been genius that he hasn't responded because the suspension of Shimbakamwili from the, the, the campaign trail is a technical knockout. The guy just keeps quiet. He's been going around uh, shadow boxing, uh, you know, fighting with his shadow, which is the shadow of, 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 of HH, and he hates himself. Uh, and you see, but he has to lead on the issue, whether leading through his surrogate or coming out of the speech. But in Zambian politics, a speech is not enough. We are so westernized that when uh, when tribal talk is going on in America, we want Barack Obama to come and give a speech on racism and all those kind of things. So we are so westernized. But in the way the politics are done over there, I think it's been genius that he has kept quiet because he has not afforded Shimbakamui a ring in which to box with him because he's not running against Shimbakamui. Shimbakamui is out of the race. He's not running for president. Why is, uh, it's very simple, we need to go into the elements. Three of us think he should. And if you are in the, um, in the Zoom call here, and you, you want to add on your, just raise your hand, we'll see, and we'll bring you in. No, not, not you guys, uh, those who are not on the, on the screen. Why is Dr. Casoso, uh Francis Wong? <clears throat> with all due respect, I think I disagree with Dr. Casonso. Uh, in that one, SH um, uh, is not a new guy on the scene. He's lost the two elections and they defined him. Uh, it's his name being mentioned. And so he has to respond. Mm. Uh, he says it's because Lungu, I mean, President Lungu is not the one who's saying those words. But who, Honorable Kambuil is going to these events with choppers and cards that are given to him from state house. So you have to follow the money. So this is the reason why you should respond. Another reason is uh, everybody has a cell phone now and you see how breaking news just spreads. So everybody, even in Shangombo, in Nilunga, in Soloezi, they see these clips. If you keep quiet, they're given uh, honorable company three weeks alone on the stage. And he kept on pouncing. Do you know how much damage is done? Honorable Campbell is not speaking to UPND supporters. He's speaking to PA supporters that are not in agreement with Honorable Lo with President Lungu today. Those people are saying, I'm, new, I'm PF, but I think I'm tired. That is his target. He's saying to them, hey, I know you're tired of Lungu, but look at this guy. He's a Tonga. He, he mentions the southern province, and I don't want to go into details. Maybe we might come into that. And he shows that there are no elected of, officials that appear in the southern province. Nobody came out and told him, they asked him whether we have an MP from the Copper Belt, who is UPND. 
No, Luapula. There's no nobody there. No, no, no. I'm saying, uh, yeah, Muchinga. Even the Copper Belt. There's no, there's no MP who's 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 uh, UPND. Uh, UPND. So yes. Kambuili's strategy, as they're using him, is to go and speak to PF supporters who are on the line and say, hey, remember this guy is stronger. It will be very sad for HH and his campaign team to keep quiet because the damage is just huge. Everybody has a cell phone. This is the reason why you should respond. Everybody has a cell phone. You have to counter. We have to know that in, in, in Africa, it's very difficult to beat an incumbent. Extremely difficult. They have the machinery, they have the bully pulpit, and, and they, they can reach, just to be honest. So if you're keeping quiet on vital things like tribalism, wh- why do you think that there's a backlash right now? Everybody on social media is responding to Kambuli. It means they are watching and listening what Kambuli is saying. So if you are not saying anything as UPND, as uh, as HH, uh, you're losing. Look, HH, when he comes, he doesn't need to mention Honorable Kambuli. He just has to come in and give a speech on one Zambia, one nation. Don't even call I like, him. I believe I like that. Don't call him one Zambia, one nation. And he can say that and point to uh, a great man that we have just buried. Uh, that has just passed, uh, Dr. Kaunda. He can say, building on the beliefs of uh, Dr. Kaunda, I think as a nation today, we should stand as one. He can point out the violence. He can point out uh, uh, the injustice in the country. And marry it to one Zambia, one nation. Very tactical. Don't mention Kambuili. But by so doing, he's going to answer what Kambuili has said. So keep him okay. quiet, you're losing. These okay. are more than their politics. And here, I wrote it as it, it should be a gracious speech. Uh, yes. While attacking, it should be a gracious uh, speech. Uh, can you unmute your phone and uh, then you, you, you can come in? I, I see already 20 minutes is gone. I knew a time was going to go on. Uh, go ahead. Yes. Um, I think that it would be a mistake to remain silent. Uh, like Francis has just said, it is important. They have to say, come with the stage I didn't do. They said I was in, in Shangombo, actually I was in Chinsari. No, he just has to come and address the issue. You know, because every time he talks about unity, it is promoting the fact that he is not um, uh, tribalistic. You know, that's all he has to address. He just has to address how do you unify Zambia? How were we founded? What are our aspirations uh-huh. as a country, as a nation? Who are we as a people? How are we identified? What does UPND stand for? And that goes to every president that is running. Every politician should be because, uh, you know, when, when the country goes into, uh, and that's one thing that an education towards the cadres especially, that's who you should really target because every time they cause chaos and the violence on the streets, it's not those of us who, or those politicians in Zambia in office who get hurt. It's the regular person on the street. You know, if the country goes up in flames, it's my grandmother, my cousins, in the townships that are going to suffer. So it's not even, a, it's not a light matter. It is an issue which, as we heard about Dr. Kaunda, when signing in 1991, at his own peril, this is something that every politician, even at should be able to say, if it means you are going to uh, kill people based on tribe, then I should not stand, or then I should not be there. Because then people will realize that this person truly loves every Zambian. Now, you know, I'm not saying he's going to, he should not stand because we need to get some people in there that are going to clean up things. But that is a sort of a heart that any leader wants to lead Zambia 
must be able to stand for. It can't be me at any cost like we are seeing. So if you remain quiet, it's as if you, you are also of the same tongue. It is just me and my tribe, them and their tribe. No, got to address it. He has to address it. Uh, I thought that the agreement, uh, our president it, it has to come in. Some of the elements which you would like to see in in that speech, go ahead. By the yeah. way, uh, before you come in, Mucho, uh, to the, 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 the argument, it shouldn't come, uh, just like Vachadi had said here, it is a central, central, central issue. Uh, the PF has no meeting. So they are trying to kill the economic message, which SH wants to be you. Guess what? No one is talking about the economic message because we are all talking about the tribal message. So this is the elephant in the room, as somebody said. But go ahead, Wilson. One or two elements you would like to see, elements seen in the, in the, in the speech. Uh, by the way, this video will be shared in the campaign so that they can hear, uh, they can see our emotions. Uh, I don't know. Are we frustrated, Brother Francis? We're okay. <laughs> okay, that is uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Go ahead, uh, Okay, yes, please. The, the thing which you need to be covered really, first of all, we, we all those who have prayed unanimously, uh, we must agree that he should say it on a point of view of a leader, of that patriotic leader to whom everybody is listening to, and it shouldn't be personalized or compartmentalized to some really on the other people who are being involved in this abomination of tribalism. But first of all, it should be like, it should be just like a speech, a group, one of those speeches, which needs to be delivered because of the essence of the case or of what is uh, happening in Zambia. What we should also understand is um, one philosopher by the name of uh, George Santayana. He says, those who cannot remember the past, the mistakes of the past, are condemned to repeat it. And he wrote this in 1905 in, the, in his book, The Life of Reason. What we should know is such utterances which leads to genocide. We've had the Holocaust, we have the Rwanda, we have the Shona Jibatebele, we've had the, uh, the Sudan, the Jajawisi, and all this. And I mean, to me, sometimes I really despair to think like in Zambia, this is basic history. This is basic, secondary school, basic history. Well, and they're in, in the whole field, they are, they are allowing such a demagogue to continue screwing such vile and vitriolity rhetoric, which is dividing the people. The thing which HH really needs to come up with is a very good speech concerning generally about the causes. I, I like, yeah, I, I like the elements there you, you, you introduced. The danger mm. of not doing this, but also I think you and I have spoken in this when we are talking about this, uh, uh, tribalism on the other on the other show. But easily uh, leads to a genocide. Yeah. Because the, the way they are, the Tonga, the Tongas are being painted now, it, it is like they, they are not done yet. And and therefore, my suggestion uh, here, Francis, that that is coming. SH should include one of his paragraphs or his lines, should introduce or is introducing how much Tongas are just part of Zambia. They are not some uh, people that arrived yesterday. 
No, no, no. They were the original inhabitants of Zambia. They were the original inhabitants of Zambia. You see, yeah, we are yeah, all. I think there's a, there's a. I think there is a fundamental point that uh, was used from what I said earlier, which is uh, actually a, a, an ingredient to the soup. Uh, what I, I suggested here was that I think, in my view, it's been genius that you have kept quiet. The time is right now to say something. Okay. Because he's just coming to, okay. approach, to, appropriate, okay. to appropriate the spoil. But yeah. you see, it's the country that has risen up against the message of the PF through Chimbakambu. What Chimbakambu is saying? is Mr. Lungu's message. So Mr. Lungu doesn't want to run on his record. He wants to run on beating the members against the Tongas. And that's devious. You see, so uh, uh, that, that is why it was important to go back and see their game. Uh, and now they are hurting themselves. In Bakambuja's suspension, so the, the feature number one to that speech, I think that speech should tell the country unequivocally that he does not uh, stand for a divided country. And he like should count his people's, his people's contribution to the Republic since the founding of the country. You know, he is a Tonga. It's not a contradiction to be a Tonga president and the president of Zambia. And you, what you have been trying to do is to pretend that these Tongas are from Angola or another country. And they use that, not that to feel, make the Tongas feel any better or bad. What they do is to generate resentment, particularly among us, the Bemba speaking twice, because Bemba is a language also, not just a twice. So they go there to generate resentment for the Tongas, some of it pre existing, and take it as a campaign issue. So by not going uh, tit for tat on it from the beginning, I think it was a smart move. But the time is right when you should tell the country that the best thing that we have done as a country have been done when we were united together. The independence movement was a coalition of tribes. The, 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 the movement of, um, the mo movement to democratize the country was a coalition of tribes. And now the coalition of tribes is needed in this hour to correct the selling of the country. The country has been sold. The PF government has borrowed more than 15 billion and put zero dent in the poverty of the country. They are failures. We have to pinpoint on the stealing, we have to pinpoint on the failures to distribute the borrowed money okay. to the people who are going to pay. Okay. I, 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 I like to uh, the agreement. Now we are on the same board. Um, where are the suggestions tracking? The, uh, uh, the, the, the Bemba, like uh, uh, I said, they are part of the original people. But just the relationship, the working of the Bemba, how much the Bemba, the, the Tongas and the Bembas, I don't know about much history, they have worked together in the liberation of Zambia. Correct, and I agree with all of the people. I'm calling you. Dr. Kassonso and also Mr. Lee. And Abdullah Bennett, yes. Yes, Madam Lee. In like, the Tongas were the first to settle in the country. So everybody else came from somewhere, uh, from from South Africa, from uh, oh. we settled in Zambia. We found the Tongas. So it will be a great moment for us to tell the history of the country. How can the Tongas be not Zambia? In all these countries, all, all these tribes came in and settled in. 
explain it. You should explain the intermarriages. You, you should show how Zambia is constant when we are together. So all these things, you should spell them out in the speech. But to me, I think the most important aspect of the speech uh, must be the, the economic message. You should talk about the economy. Okay. We, we, we'll, we'll come to that. We have one part where we have so much going to say. Now we need to, uh, 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 the unity part. The, the unity part. Why? Why we should be uh, We should be together. What are your thoughts on the economy? Because we will come at that time. country. 
you keep well, your place, you keep your place where you're from. There's no debate about where you came from or whatever. So if you mess up your area, you have messed yourself. Then you will find out that the same person that moved from where they were, they went to Copper Belt and they messed up. They want to come to South. You want everybody to speak Bemba. Then you keep messing up. At the same time, you want to collect ZRA money from Chirundu, Muami border, and everywhere else, so you can spend it on sending the helicopter everywhere else. Let me tell you why that I want to destroy Zambia, but I'm tired of where you can keep your area. You've made the point. Let's do on the point. And the reason why SH should make it in the first place, it is the point you just like to make there. Let's just divide the country. Because that is where we are going to go. If we continue yeah. on the Chimbakam really and Lung yes, yeah. this is where we are going. And we can because do it without hold on, hold on, hold on, We hold can on. do it without bloodshed. We can do it without bloodshed. Yeah. That's the yeah. most important thing. Yeah. We don't have no. to do Rwanda. The Bemba keeps the Bemba area. The Tonga keeps the No, we, we are not supporting that, by we, we are not I'm supporting just, that. I'm just saying I'm tired. We are saying we are saying what I hear that people is, that who is don't why. tell me what Lungu should say. You are telling me what HS should say. At the same time somebody is rounding, complaining about this and that, you can't say the referee, you know about the referee that maybe fail. When he gets biased, you should remain independent. You can't reduce it. Okay. Reduce uh, well, 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 uh, 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 okay. But the point you made is <laughs> let's just divide the country. <laughs> that is where we are going to go next. That is where we are going to go next. No. Uh, <laughs> That's an option, by the way. I know what it is. In the speech, SH should outline the dangers of tribalism. Because it's dangerous. And it's not that we don't have any living example. Someone said, go, and then we have a friend. The danger of tribalism. Okay, yeah. The, the thing I think we are misconstruing one thing, it's not about the originality of the Tonga. What they're trying to build is uh, using xenophobia, just, you know, like, we know they are the original, but they just want to, to bring that uh, sort of anti-Semitic, what, what, what happened to the Jews, like to see them in and uh, to view them as different to us or them with different values or they behave in a certain way, which is something which is being inculcated by this man, uh, 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 it's getting to us what the, the, what the Nazis used to do to the Jews. It's just causing that thing like you, you view them different and you treat them very uh, different. This is manifested historically and in physical manifestation of I mean, bad language or even, you know, the accusations which we come with it. Saying, I mean, some of this is really ridiculous. I sometimes I, I find it quite hard, like this man, really, how did he become mixed with the power? Uh, and also, we are talking about Lungu using some uh, 
message should also use surrogate to attack, but it's too late yeah. now. I think that that part whereby he should have used surrogate is now over. I think he needs to hold the coup by his own and then grab it and whatever is whatever is gonna happen, I'm I'm, I'm sure it's gonna overcome the coup. But what we have to understand is like I mean what is going on our approach is that and we cannot allow such repugnance to manifest so much. Uh, right now, <coughs> we are, I mean, he's even giving examples of jokes like, you know, I mean, seriously. HH, what you should tell me, what should be included in these people? Who are employed? His family, his friends, I mean, those he associates with. The man associates with people from different walks of life, from different tribes, from every. Those are some of the things which should be involved in what we have included in the internal of the speech. And the spouse is like talking from the heart. And it really means mm-hmm. that, you know, it's that the tribalism uh, is a scourge. It's a scourge which is eating at the moral fiber of our nation. And we shouldn't tolerate it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I, I, I wonder, Francis, yeah, Francis, it's back. The danger, the danger of a, a tribal politics. That should be in the in the. Um, mm-hmm. I have wonder in my mind. Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so so if, if this is left to feel, um, this is a danger to the nation. You talk about uh, national security. This is what it is. Yeah. We're in uh, a nation. And where's the OP? Maybe the OP is speaking to the president. We we cannot just to answer my question. We cannot demand the president to say something because we know that's not his day. He hardly says anything anyway. And 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 just expecting something from him would be like impossible. So we are saying to the biggest opposition leader, stand up and show. Because right now what we in the country right now is lack of leadership and just mismanagement. So you should come out as a leader to say this is why you should show people why they have to give him a chance and trust him to be president of the nation. So things like this, you can come out and give a very big speech, be very forceful and mean it, give as many examples as you can to show that it's different from the current president. Keeping quiet, really. Has been one of the uh, biggest downfalls the UPND. So this, this this actually can still to some. We are seeing people being hacked uh, on 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 Facebook. It is just somebody is an opportunist man. Uh, this is a man who has been given a. You, you we all saw when he was arrested. He passed out. So the man is not brave enough. He passed out. Okay. He knows his family right now is in the UK. The wife and the kids. So he knows if anything happens in the nation and people start killing each other, his family will be safe. This is what we should show. This I like that. Everybody I like should. that. I like you know, that. When it, comes I like to, that. when it comes to tribalism, it's not a political thing. It's a Zambian thing. Everybody from the PF, UPND, and everybody in between. I'm an independent, but I tried with HH over longer. That's not a secret. So this is a Zambian issue, it's a human issue. If troubles come, your children will die, my nephews will die, our businesses will be closed, our economy can collapse. This is what the message should be all about. Not UPND, 
this is one angle that uh, uh, should take. Don't come out there and give a speech at the Ukrainian uh, candidate. No. Mm. Give that speech as a Zambian. As a Zambian. Mm. Mm. That's good. If they came around the country, everybody will suffer. Mm -hmm. So letting one man be on an anti-hero, screaming with no shirt, and you know when they are arrested, they're they pass out. Because <laughs> why? Confront him. The man has gone back to see, and this is another angle. The UPND now should start defining Kambiri, so he keeps quiet. This man has gone back to see after insulting President Lee. That's because his businesses have been, uh, have been squeezed. That's one. And two, he wanted to be president anywhere, uh, in any country that wanted to adopt him, and they never gave him that chance. So he's a man who wants an opportunity. They need surrogates from the UPND who just go after Kambi and define him. Don't lie. Just, there's so much material yeah. about yeah. Kambi. Play yeah. them. Play yeah. them on. Just yeah. do commercials of him defining Longo. That's enough. Yes. Yes. That's it. Yeah. That's enough. That's it. This is the man who ate with Longo, uh, President Longo, on the same table. And this is what he's saying. Yeah. And if they had to just say, as you can say, oh, you, you, but we are right, we are right to just say, we, 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 those are what the, the, the target should do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, first of all, uh, to t one point is that we shouldn't, uh, President Lungu doesn't have the burden to respond or to say anything. You know, in legal terms, they have this phrase to say, the prosecutor has the burden of proof. We've heard that expression, right? Right. So the burden yeah. of proof here is on HH, like we are saying. That's just a comment on the side. I like what that. are the mm -hmm. retrogressive issues that uh, tribalism brings? That's your question, right, Roger? Yes, yes, yes. Number yes. one, it's counterproductive. <laughs> tribalism doesn't bring any any production or development, what is it bringing other than animosity between groups of people and people that live in the country? And by the way, over the period of years, when there's been intermarriage, is there even a pure breed of a tribe like Asonso? You have some of us who are a, a breed of a, a Bemba and a Tumbuka. That is basically how Zambia is today. They well, are and how loud how loud I am. Yeah. You know, uh, let, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. Yeah, go ahead. And number two, why is the tribalism counterproductive? Because each region of Zambia contributes different products exactly. and services to the national basket. You see, what Livingston is bringing to the what Southern Province is bringing to the table is not what the Copper Belt is bringing. What Eastern yeah, that, Province... That, that, that's one, now you are going to the economic, to the unique message. Okay. A, a, a specific question for that one. Keep it in mind. How now it, it should address the different uh, uh, province, provinces in, uh, in, in its seat? Um, you know uh, what uh, Francis is suggesting? That we tell the people, we need to become like Republicans, European. We tell the people, you won't do you. I want to have a baby. We can't do that. I can't pack up all the damn things. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. We look for a way. I can't miss a way. That's why But we are going to close for us the danger of tribal politics. Of course, what I've told this story that I need to remember. 
my son in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. We did we, we did a, a project on Rwanda. That one in Rwanda, a Tutsi who is married uh, a, a Hutu, a Hutu. Who, who has married a Tutsi was forced to kill the wife who was a Tutsi. Oh. Kill the wife or else we'll kill you. Even the question of intermarriage, some of these things don't work. Uh, in um, in this Slovakia, when it was breaking down, mm. the Muslims and everybody they were married together. Guess what? When things broke, your Wapula Rosa, your Wapula wife, you, you have to kill her. Go ahead, Wakatan. Yeah, part of uh, this interplay of uh, of tribes. Um, first of all, we have to understand tribes as an extended family. If a politician is voted for by his tribe by a positive message of generating pride for those people, that you know me, a child of this region, I am aspiring to be, and that is a noble thing. You ask your family to support you. But if you go on to another people to generate resentment against another tribe for voting for a person from there, that is pervasive tribalism. We should guard against that. The danger of that is that we will not even have a country. Zambia, the formation of Zambia and the obtaining of independence was a coalition of tribes. Number one. Number two, uh, the, 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 the speech for HH should also put people at ease, especially uh, people beyond the Zambezi provinces, that it is okay for the first time in our country, after 60 years of independence, to have a president from the Zambezi provinces, because we are one people. We stand for the same God, and it is not correct, I have always emphasized this, it's not correct to continue this tribal peddling just so that we can keep one section of people perpetually in the power in Zambia. The, the economy needs attention right now. There is no money in the government coffers. There is no goodwill for the government to raise money in the global market. The patriotic front is a failed experiment for the country. So he must harness the people, their suffering, the sufferings and their struggles, that this is, these guys, they had a chance to lead, and they had the opportunity to lead. And this is what they have done to this very point for 10 years. They haven't resolved the critical problems of the country, unemployment, poverty levels, and, and all those kind of things. It's insufficient food, uh, an unsustainable import regime, all of those things. He should go and emphasize those, and he should indicate to other Zambians that we need genius from every corner of Zambia, from Lealui to Mpulungu. Okay, now you've gone now into our last segment. Uh, Roger. We're going to our last segment. And we only have 10 minutes. So, uh, where are our ladies today? Can I say something? Uh, yeah, Roger. someone wants to say anything. No, hold on. Uh, 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 someone wants to say something. Why is this? Yes. Just, just okay. um, this is Noah. Oh, you didn't send me a message. Go ahead, Yes. I, um, pertaining uh, HSC's message, I think it is, uh, I, think, I think it is right on point that he needs to make a statement. So, two reasons that I think. One, is that all the bad messages that people have been peddling until this day, I think people are tired of them. 
So there are some people who don't believe those messages anymore. But to put the nail on the coffin, he needs to make that speech to solidify the people who are thinking otherwise, or the people who have been thinking this lies. That's number one. Number two, when Zambia was getting independence, one Zambia, one nation, there was so much solidarity in the country. There was freedom in the country. There was that independence in our country. So in his speech, HH can go back and say, when Zambia had a lot of tribes coming together mm. to form this country, it was solidified. Why can't we try to do that now? Instead of looking at tribal, let us say, let all the tribes come together and solidify Zambia like Dr. Kaunda, who just left us, did. So it's like he would be saying, let us go back to one Zambia, one nation. Yeah. This thing that is going on now. He can even say, look, because this country is divided, it's not developing. When the country was not divided, it was developed. Let us go back to developing the country by having all these tribes come together again. That's what needs to be in the speech as well. Oh, wonderful. wonderful. You, 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 you are right on point. Uh, because now we are concluding the, 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 the speech. The, the element of, 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 of unity, why, uh, as a country, we need to be a united a country. Um, I don't know what other friends say. Oh, Brother Mulenga, sorry, uh, I did the hand up. Uh, just take one minute, because we are gone. Uh, and this conclusion part really needs those elements. Um, uh, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so one of the things that uh, we overlooked, remember when, when uh, what's her name, uh, Luo was talking about being very tribalistic. I said then, this business of saying generally these people are tribalists, incidences, is not going to take us anywhere. Luo is still in office. Luo is still making noise. All we needed to do was, this is what Luo has said. This is a tribalist. This is what Kamwiri is saying. This is a tribalist. But those this can't be in the speech. Those can't be in the speech. We are writing a speech here. Well, well, well. We're talking about Lungu or HH. HH writes in the speech. HH, we are writing a speech here. Yes, that's right. But remember, we're talking about what Lungu surrogates have done and what even the HH surrogates should do. Is when we get specific, after, after the speech and beyond the speech, because if we just generalize, all of them, even the one who saw most, even the biggest tribalists would be like, I heard Gambwiri saying, where am I a tribalist? Because it's being generalized. We need to get, to get specific. Okay, let's hear what uh, the, the lady is saying. We, we, we are writing a speech. If you want to come back, come back with the line in this speech. It's not for a I think we want to not run that down. But the question of HH is above Kamwiri. You should not be fighting Kamwiri. Mama Namundiye says, at this point, HH speaking on tribalism would move a little. People have already made up their minds. I want to disagree with my lovely sister here. We need to be motivated every day. In politics, they say one week is intense. That's what they say in politics. So, you can bank on people have given him uh, have given him a party. We already won. We can lose 90 minutes. He needs to address that. Um, so very, very quickly, guys. SS in, in the speech, a message of unity 
what should we say to the people of Muchinga, for instance, the people of uh, Luapula, the people of Northern Province? We show uh, uh, what you should be said to the people of Eastern Province, uh, Go wherever you want to be. What should you say? Me. I think he should spell it out that he's not. He should come out forcefully from the beginning and say, I'm Zambian. I would have mentioned what he said. You should say, I'm Zambian, I've always been, and I'll always be. Anybody else who's bringing all these levels is not Zambian. Uh, you should go quickly again. It has to be an economic message. Yes, right now. One minute. Go ahead, go ahead. You have to talk about the injustice, uh, the, 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 the unemployment, lack of loans from the women, because this election will be won. Any election, whether you like it or not, the PS mm. is giving us money and giving all these people money. Because the UPND is coming in and saying, this is why you should vote them out. So any election, Exactly. Yeah. So speak, speak. If I'm going straight to unemployment. If he's going to very, very quickly, if he's going to speak about the economic message, say, I, I was talking about this at my workplace alone. I preach all the time. So he's talking to Rapura people. He's talking to, 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 to Muchinga. The resources they have in that region. How now, as a country together, we are going to harness what you have in your region? This is what we are going to do. Correct. We have to talk about uh, different parts of the country, and, and you, should, uh, uh, you should say something about every part of Zambia, the 10 provinces. Yes, yes. Province, we have this. This is not being yes. ignored. In yes. Western you don't need to travel to Lusaka to get a job. We can create employment where you are. They don't That's want right. to talk about this. Because they have failed. So they'll distract you with something else. I am bringing life to where you are. Because you are Zambian and we are all Zambian. That should be his message. Nathan, can you feel this speech, Nathan? Can you feel this speech? Or yes. just be feeding No, 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 no. I mean, to add on to what Francis has said, Roger, like I started saying, you see, he needs to come out and say, first of all, a quick one here. Yeah. Yeah. Hit them on saying you are also ignorant on the actual structure of the tribes of Zambia. Like Titus said, hello, for your information, I'm not Tonga. Hello. No, no. I'm uh, just saying it just anyway, for you to think to say hello. You are ignorant. <laughs> Number two is that he needs to come out very strong and say, what Eastern Province brings to the table, uh -huh, the ahead, people like on the Copper Belt need it. Yes. What the Copper Belt yes. brings to the table, the yes. people in Northwestern Province need it. Yes. You see, like Francis has said, uh -huh. you don't need to go to Lusaka to get a job. You can get a job in Western Province, you can get a job in Central Province. He needs to speak that harmonizing language, Roger. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, what he yeah, has to do. Yeah, do yeah, you yeah. remember? I've been thinking yeah. about this. Do you remember when he, the Donald was being told by the Republicans, stop the sleepy Joe stuff. Talk about your economic achievements. You remember yeah. that when yeah. the Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. So 
he shouldn't even worry himself with the tribal stuff. He should just say, Oh, no, 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 I refuse that. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no, no. We, we have already agreed on that. Mm. The, yeah. the tribal thing he needs to address. That's yes, he needs to address it from telling them they are ignorant, yeah. period. Let me stop there. Okay. That's what we have again. You hear from Nathan. This is what Eastern province brings to the table. This is what Mchinga brings to the table. Our friends, the Tonga, imagine you know, they will start exporting our meat. This is what they bring on the table. Go ahead, Mish. Yeah. The thing is, one thing you should deliver is that we live in a symbiotic relationship with each other. Before 1964, there's no country which existed called Zambia. It came into existence on that day. So you should talk about the genesis of that day, uh, the nation of Zambia. And that we live, there are so many things, the whole process, they add something to the value of our country. We mm. divided, we fall, united, we stand. Yeah. The moment we start fighting against each other, we've divided and economically, each one together, everybody ends, ends more. So to me, that's, that's, that's the point you need to, to work on. And also, one important thing which I don't think you've mentioned, if you've looked at the uh, National Management Committee of uh, UPND, it's actually mostly members. So he needs to, to, to say a bit about that as well. Thanks. That was our show for, for today, like Nathan said. Come back next week. We have John Sangwa is coming on Nathan's show, but we will continue to push. I'm going to cut this video. Uh, to postpone today. or not to postpone the election? Yeah, to postpone or not to postpone the election. Uh, and that will be like nice music for, for PF. Uh, thank you, Nathan. So, Francis, good job. Moonshot, you have to take lunch to be on the show. Uh, this has been very encouraging, and everyone who has uh, joined us. I am your man here in Talks, which is very, very hot, like Texas. See you. Oh, yeah, see you next week. Thank you so much. Okay.